Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Matt from the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur here. Thanks again for listening to the DTVC podcast. Before we jump in, I wanted to quickly let you know that my new novel, A Girl and a Gun, is available on Amazon now both on Kindle and paperback. It follows Justin, a successful writer, whose past as a scriptwriter for a fetish porn site comes back to haunt him and threatens to derail his career. As he's picking up the pieces, he gets an opportunity to make a movie called A Girl in a Gun with a rom-com star. Justin may have bitten off more than he can chew, though, because she's notoriously difficult to work with. If you're interested, you can find the link on our webpage, along with the link to my first novel, Chad and Accounting. If you have any questions, please reach out, and I thank you for the support. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome back to the Direct-to-Video Connoisseur. Uh, as always, this is Matt here. And actually, after, I guess it's a brief hiatus in this case, we've got uh, Ty and Brett from the uh, from Comments Reviews uh, podcast and site. Welcome back, guys. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes, thanks again. We're back once again. This is our, I think we are 20 appearances. I know Wow, I, I just stopped counting. Oh, yeah, so, I lost count, really. So but, interesting thing. I went back and looked because this is the first time I think since October of 2020 that it's been more than one episode between appearances for you guys. Um, oh. So, so in this case, we've got uh, you know I did um, uh, no retreat, no surrender with uh, with um, Will from Exploding Helicopter, and then mm. uh, Action USA with John Cross of uh, After Ruby Diner, and then you know you guys. So this, and then the we're last back. time you guys were on, what did we do the last time? It was um, was it Piper? It was the Piper. It, it was oh, it was Roddy Piper. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so oh, right. been, yeah, pay the piper, right? <laughs> no, that was my, I thought of it. Remember, I remember the name after I had already yeah. put it up. I was like, oh, pay the piper. That was it. That was the name. I know that seems so long ago for some reason, but yeah, yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. It's it's been an interesting gap by our standards. Yes, yeah. Usually we're on here every week, so it's just like <laughs> right, exactly right. We're gonna do it at least at least every, yeah at least once once a month, and so yeah, I think. The way it's going to work out with the podcast, um, so we're recording this one in January, but it's going to air in February. So in a mm. way, we've been uh, we've been doing calls once a month, but um, it, for, for everybody listening, they're going to see it as like, wow, it's, it's been over a month since you guys came in. 
Yeah. Well, I, I I know we've been keeping people in a lot of suspense, and we're sorry about that. You know, I just we don't mean to put you in any sort of emotional distress or pain, but uh, we are all back together now, so I think we can just kick back and relax and talk about a very important subject that yes. we're, that's coming up. Yes, which, for sure. Which now, I don't. I, I'll, you're the host, so I'll let you yeah. deliver what that is if people don't yeah. know. But this is, you know. It's kind of a corollary to an episode we've done together before on our show. Um, and, uh, well, I'll just, fine, I'll just say it. Meatheads. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, it's a correlation to the one you guys did on Meatheads, and then the yeah. one that we did on this show called The Other Guys. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a combo in a way. Yeah, <laughs> it's a continuum, you might say. A continuum, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and one thing that's interesting is... Um, you, you think know, a I don't meathead think... would know that word? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a philosophical question, but it's a yeah. continuum of meat. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. A, a river, <laughs> a river of meat. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing is interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't like to think that like downloads are like the sole, like you know, like rubric upon which you know you judge the success or, or failure of a podcast episode. But I will say, like from the ones that you guys, you know, you guys have been on, um, that other guy's podcast was actually like the fifth, you know, most downloads. Um, wow. Great. Well, yeah. thank you, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, Surprisingly, the number one was Ginty. That one. Oh, that's great. Yes, he outdid Dolph, um, which it's it's hard for any uh, episode to outdo a Dolph episode. But Ginty, there's a there's a there's a market for Ginty out there. I was just gonna say that. I think I might have an explanation for that because I think people are hungry to hear something about Ginty. Ginty people too. Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. (laughs) I think people want to hear that. So that makes sense to me that people downloaded that one a lot. Like, oh, they're talking about Ginty. Like, no one talks about Ginty. I want to hear this. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. And no, we did unsung Dolph. We did that on your show, right? Yeah. No, I. I wish I remember. Maybe I'll have to re-listen to it to see what the list was. Maybe we can do that again, you know, maybe in the future. Ooh, Unsung Dolph Part 2? Yeah, Part 2, yeah. Because that was a big hit because we all were doing the Dolph impressions. And And there's so much Dolph out there. That's the thing is it's like, you know. Welcome to Dolph cast. (laughs) Well, there already is a a very, you know. Oh, yeah, I Must Break You. That is a Dolph cast. I Must Break podcast, yes. Yeah, I Must Break podcast, yeah, so. Yeah, well, so. we don't want to ride their coattails, but however, yeah. you know, we have plenty to say about Dolph, and I do think a part two might make sense because Matt, you're right. He, how he's continually working and always making new stuff, and his catalog is pretty deep. How could we really do just one podcast about yeah. the unsung Dolph? We might have to do another one. Yeah, happy to do it. Yeah, I'm very he, happy to do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the only one who is in the sixty club on the site, so he's the only one who has sixty. Um, films uh, tagged out. Uh, Gary Daniels has 50, but mm. Dolph, Dolph is going to be the only one, I think, that um, unless... Uh, yeah, I would say he's probably the only person, unless we do like a, a, a kid and just do a bunch of the kids' posts, who has as many tags as his age um, on the site. So, uh, Well, this is your chance to watch Pups Alone before we do it again. Exactly. So. <laughs> I, know. I know. He said two come out. He had Pups Alone and Castle Falls. So, uh, I, I hear Castle Falls is good, or that's what yeah. I hear, you know. Yeah, Him I've heard Scott Atkins. Mm-hmm. Just Scott. <laughs> I think on this podcast, if we say Scott, I think people know yeah. we're talking about Scott Atkins, yeah. but who knows? <laughs> right. Oh, like Gary. Right. Like, we just say Gary. Yeah. Don't people yeah. know we're talking about Gary Daniels? Right. Yeah. And Dolph is, you know, Dolph. But it's yeah. like, it's an original And Richard name, is right. clearly Richard Norton. So. You know, yeah. And Cynthia is Robert. <laughs> well, Cynthia, of course. Cynthia, yeah. you so Don. Yeah, the Don, yeah. Yeah, or the dragon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I was, you know, it's funny because we were talking about like what we would do for, you know, more like top fives because we're starting to run low. And um, I think we talked about about Scott. And um, the problem <laughs> is, I think, is that, that, you know, we would do the podcast. And by huh. the time we do the podcast and then we release it, he put out like five more movies. And it's like, oh, is our list. You know, we'd have to like really make it a point of being like, this is from this date that we're doing yeah. this podcast. So any other movies that Adkins releases between now and then, you know, will not have been included. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, he's a working actor and you know how it is in the DTV world. People like Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage oh. come out with like five, six movies a year now. So right. we, I think podcasts like ours should, it should be like Nicolas Cage update for this couple months, you know, like do, do like update podcasts, you know, something like that. Right. Well, we That's we a... really uh, shumped it up in the last one. Well, we so shumped it up, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, well, I'm happy to make fun of that forever, but it's just I mean, it's a small shump break, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, you don't want to run that shump into the ground. However, yeah. if you look up Bruce Willis, you there's always a new movie coming out, yeah. just like Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. It never ends. You go to Best Buy, you might be in a steelbook, you know? Right. <laughs> steelbook, Best Buy exclusive, out of death in the steelbook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's the thing, is that, like, I think we have this mindset of like, okay, we're we're done with these these Willis like you know sleepwalk fests, Shemp fests, you know it's like yeah. they're they're crass, they're like this kind of assembly line like cynical approach to movie making, but there are a lot of people I think in like kind of the review um, world that like the idea of those because you can sort of you know post a picture on Twitter with you know Willis's face and it's going to get traction. Um, it's like his his name still has that kind of value to it. And, um, you know, I don't know when the tipping point is. Well, I'd say for how long? Because I was talking about this with Ty off air. It's like, yeah. are we going to reach Bruce Willis fatigue? Like, right. is there going to be like a Bruce Willis saturation point where, if you keep hammering Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis over and over, could that have an end point where people just really just that, that name doesn't mean as much as it used to? Because yeah. I think it does. It it's lost its cachet a little bit because he's making all these garbages. So it's just like, so like, oh, right, Bruce Willis. Bruce right. Willis, another Bruce Willis. Another, I think, another one? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for the review community, it might be good. But for the general public, uh, I don't know. I think it might be losing its luster just a tad, just simply due to oversaturation. If he didn't do so many, then, you know, he's flooding the market with his own stuff. See, that's the thing. If you go to Redbox right now, it's all Bruce Willis movies. Yeah, probably, yeah. These are all the choices you have. That's it. Well, it's good to see Grindstone Entertainment is doing so well. Yeah. (laughs) You put him on set for a day, maybe even half a day now. Well, that's how he's able to do so many movies a year. No, he's there for like a day or two. And then, of course, he's doing six movies a year because and he probably works six days a year yeah yeah (laughs) well well, Sean Malloy from uh, I Must Break This Podcast because we we did this episode on Precious Cargo and we were talking about this whole like Willis (laughs) thing and he he was watching a uh, a trailer for one of the other ones he's like he seems like he's barely opening his eyes like like he he was actually like thinking we need to do a wellness check on on Willis he was he was likening it to like Bella Lugosi with Ed Wood where it's like just prop him up and get the scenes done and um (laughs) I mean, would you put it past like the grindstone entertainment guys to like no. just sort of like you know get enough whatever in his system to do the the the, the couple scenes he needs and call it good? Bruce Wellness, I think. Bruce Bruce wellness. Really yeah, I like this. I like Bruce, Bruce wellness. wellness. Yeah, that's his name now, Bruce Wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. I mean, before I mean, I think he started off like acting, then less acting, then less acting, then not opening his mouth. Now he's gone to not opening his eyes. That's like, what he's yeah, cause I, yeah. In the trailer, if you watch the trailer, he was he was right. Like, if you watch it, there are scenes where it's like it. He's barely, you know, it's like. He, he, you know, it, it, and, and I guess it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, like you were saying, it's like, what is the tipping point? And um, yeah, I mean, I think like that podcast that when I when I reviewed Precious Cargo, that 
that podcast episode got a big bump. And I think it's possible because we kind of dealt with it from that fatigue standpoint of like, mm-hmm. you know, this this whole thing is just so cynical compared to, you know, like we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about movies today, especially like some PM entertainment movies where they were made with a, a, maybe there is a cynicism to the way those movies were made, but they were made in a way that it was like, let's give the, the audience the most bang for their buck. Kind yeah, of I don't I, if you think they're made cynically, you're going to have to make your case because I don't think they were just because it seems like they were made with so much heart and soul right. and, exactly. and danger. Right. <laughs> like I'm beating people at actual personal risk. Right. I, exactly. I don't yeah. think you can do that cynically. I think you have to do that for the love. I mean, of course, these companies want to make money, of course, but so does right. every company. So, you know. Yeah, there's not really the assembly line approach that these Willis movies have, right? No, Where I don't think so. Like, you know, just no, just... no. Because Bruce Willis is actually sleepwalking now. He goes, like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's sleepwalking." <laughs> no, he really is now. He's just sleepwalking. They just film him sleepwalking. It's just like <laughs> he's just getting a sandwich from the refrigerator on set. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's a sandwich? Still sleeping though, right. and that's that's his line too. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting my sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just getting my sandwich. And he leaves. And, and, and a shemp did it too. Like a shemp did the faraway shot as usual. And well, then whatever is- movie that is will be heavily touted as having a, yeah. a Bruce Willis appearance, like in huge yeah. letters with a huge Bruce Willis face. Because you know? every every new one is like he's like a cop and he has like a badge on his on his like lapel or whatever. He's like, he's a cop in this off. one. Yeah. Well, I'm it's sorry, like Midnight no. in the Switchgrass, the one yeah, I watched he has, recently. He has a he has the cop badge, yeah, in, on the picture. So it's like he has some other one. It's like Gasoline Alley. It's coming out soon, <laughs> right, yeah. which I really hope wrote. is the f- the long awaited film adaptation of the longest running not funny comic strip in newspaper history. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the one I think. That, that's the one I think. If I'm remembering right, that he's he, he doesn't open his eyes as much. Oh, oh, yeah. that's Gasoline okay. Alley. I think that's like the trailer. At least. <laughs> running, yeah. Okay, I'll look up the Gasoline Alley trailer. Like another one, but all right, I'll watch it. And if you can some other, it's like American Siege or something. <laughs> No, but this is a serious question. Is yeah. Gasoline Alley based on the comic strip? I don't think, I don't so. think it is. I don't, no, think, I don't is. think so. Oh, no. okay. I mean, I mean, one of the mo- one of the movies is called Out Out of Kill. So I mean, <laughs> out of death, thing, right? Oh, out, out of death, death, out of death, right? Not out yeah. of kill, out of death. Well, that, well, that, that would be Seagal movie. It'd be yeah, called Out, out of, of Kill. kill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he, don't forget that Bruce made Hard Kill. <laughs> so it's like, right, hard Kill, Out of Death. It's like yeah. So so the, the, the word hard much, has to be in there somewhere. Yeah. Right. It's not a reference to anything else. Die not of night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to be the next one. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm, I'm at least this is Gasoline Alley. I don't You're think. Right. Go ahead. Because while you look that up, you know, talking about Midnight and Switchgrass, maybe they they wanted to find a co-star that didn't upstage him. <laughs> so they got Megan Fox. Yeah. And, and it is kind of a flat line <laughs> in that department. But that's why they got that other guy who was really good in the movie. Um, Emil Hirsch? Think- yes, yes, Emil Hirsch. He was genuinely yeah. good in the movie. But the two leads, which were Megan Fox and Bruce Willis, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. It's very flat. You know? well, there's always that younger guy who does the... Um, with the heavy lifting, the heavy lifting, right? Like that precious cargo one. It was Mark Paul Gosseler, which um, well, Zach Morris can do anything, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm not what? seeing anything about this being based off the um. <laughs> so it's, okay, yeah. I just okay. just making sure. I mean, I'm I'm just asking questions here. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's it's like the same like bluish like grayish suit with no tie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm just like seeing like that, that refrigerator scene you talk about. I just see like him, like the chef, yeah. walking up in that suit to open the yep. refrigerator. Yeah. And then yeah. you cut to the refrigerator opening with the light going on Willis's yep. face. 
and then another shot of the shemp looking for something in the refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. The far yeah, yeah back shot. Right. <laughs> exactly. The back, the back, back of his bald face. head. <laughs> exactly. Which could be Michael Chiklis. You know, who, we well, don't know. Ten minutes gone. They looked exactly the same. On the cover, yeah. like, I can't tell who's who there. <laughs> it's like, do you have to have two bald, like, middle-aged men that look almost exactly the same? Like, could you have not cast someone else? And they don't even know? play brothers or anything. I know. They're just two different characters. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's genius, right? Because you can do anything you want with those scenes, and you don't, you know, um, continuity. I thought it was okay, because Chickless carried it, you know. It, yeah, but you know, Chickless, he does, you know, that what I call Chickless face, you know, where he acts like really surprised and he kind of bugs out his eyes. Yeah. Like he widens his eyes. So you, they're like, you see a lot of the white around his eyes and he opens his mouth. And, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the 10 minutes gone now. Yeah. Like, and when he's angry, when he's scared, when he's apprehensive, he does that Chickless face, which we all love and enjoy. I'm not making fun. Yeah. I love Chickless, but that's it's something I've noticed that he does. Yeah, he made quite a turn, right? Because Kamish was almost like a Belushi at Jim Belushi at right. like, you know, kind of almost comedic, like like yeah. offbeat cop yes, thing. Yes, exactly. It was like the cop version of like a Northern Exposure. It was like a dramedy kind yeah. of thing. Right? It was okay. And then he made but, that show Daddio, uh, and then <laughs> which right. everyone remembers. Then he went yeah. right to the Shield, where I think he wanted to shed his commish image. Yeah. You know, where the commish was kind of hapless and somewhat bumbling, and then obviously Vic Mackey was not that at all. So yeah. he, he he you know switched over. Yeah. See what. If for Precious Cargo 2, if they make that, um, <laughs> they can maybe get Zach Morris. He'll uh -huh. be back. And they could finally get Patrick Muldoon. And then probably be Zach Morris versus Jeff from Santa <laughs> Bell. And it's like... The it showdown finally, we've always wanted. So we've been waiting for this. And yeah. Muldoon's doing these things with Bruce Willis, I think. Yeah. Well, so it's a, it is a little surprising that... Because, you know, Goslar and Muldoon haven't crossed paths and post... Again. Yeah. Again. I'm saying post yeah. Saved yeah. by the Bell. I mean, that's it's perfect. Right. That would be so great. They're both in that same world. You know, they're doing DTV, yeah. you know. They're doing yeah. Willis movies. This is perfect. Yeah, Muldoon. The thing about Muldoon for me <laughs> is that I would love to see him have the showdown with Mark Paul Gossler. But my yeah. all-time favorite was, um, was it Raging Honor 2 where yes. Richard Norton just beats the crap out of him? Yeah, that was um, great. Yeah. We just yeah. talked about that. Yeah, in our last episode. And Black Cat Run. Wasn't that Muldoon? Black Cat Run was good. Yes. Um, it's been some other um, ones. But see, here here could be the plot. It could be, you know, the two guys have a longstanding rivalry, so they have, like, a, a much-hyped punch-fighting match, and Bruce Willis yeah. could be, like, the coach. Or not the coach, like, the ref. Or the guy, you know, he's in the ring, I guess. He, yeah, he's the would, ref. Would, would Bruce wear, like, this, you know, the white and black striped shirt? Yeah, like, I guess he, yeah, he would. And <laughs> that way like... he could not be in it that much. And yeah. Then, you can get Mills Lane to do the faraway shots. Is Judge <laughs> Mills Lane still alive? I, to me, he is. Okay. <laughs> so then, <laughs> um, so supposed to talk about that's man. enough to be cast in a movie as if in your heart that he's still alive. Yeah. That, um, but yeah, so then you could have Muldoon and Gosler like punching each other and kicking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's I think actually plausible. We need, we, yeah, I think, I, I feel like this, this, you know, these are things that like, that, that Roland, M I think the guy's name is Roland Emmett, who creates these these movies. The producer. Oh, uh, Emmett Furla Productions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he's the Emmett and Emmett. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, I've seen that credit many times of late. Oh, Randall Emmett. Right. I I almost feel like yeah. what we're coming up with is even like kind of like too off the the assembly line approach that he wants. Where it's like you you guys are giving me too much. Maybe it's like you know it's like <laughs> you our know. ideas are too good for Randall. Right. Emmett. He, he would want Muldoon and Gosler as competing thieves, 
who yeah, have to team up to get a big score against right. Willis. That's Except, what yeah, that I can see that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah Precious yeah. Cargo too. So it's like, yeah, no, yeah. that that is like the type of movie they do. I can totally yeah. see that. Yeah, it, it, it just can't be heisty enough. It has to be heisty. It has to be, or it has to be like like DEA ish. It's got to be that. well, like Marauders. They're kind of yeah. talking yeah. about Marauders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is becoming it's, the Bruce Willis podcast. Yeah, they were talking a lot like, about Bruce Willis. I mean, we got to talk about Evan Lurie and uh, Malibu. Yeah. That's our thing. Well, before we get into that, Ty, <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to uh, do a quick callback. Well, to, um, <laughs> I mean, which, which that's on your show or our show, you talk about Adam Durowitz and Kevin Crowe. It's the quickest story ever. You know, yeah. I heard on I heard on the radio. I was like, oh no, I just turned it off. It's like, <laughs> like the song Wait, you so mentioned. You, you wanted to like, break into this it, scintillating discussion about Bruce Willis to talk about how you heard a Counting Crow song on the radio and you turned it off. That's it. Well, I told you it was a quick story. I mean, I, <laughs> okay, so that's your follow up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the follow up. I mean, like I heard, I heard Mr. Jones like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm done. It's like boop. <laughs> like that was the Kevin Crow's update. It really wasn't much. <laughs> I laugh. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, well, you were right. Good for us. We could definitely you know, jump right into this because I think <laughs> yeah. one of the things was, you know, again, I was, I was saying how like above, you know, among the episodes when you guys were on that, um, that, um, how was I going to say that, that the other guys podcast did really well. You know, I think it was, um, mm. You know, it, I think it was one of those things, and I think maybe kind of going back to the Willis thing, just ever so slightly. I yeah. do think there is a market for people who kind of want to get back. They're kind of like either they want to get back to '80s and '90s stuff, and either find out where they can see it, or just just you know maybe explore ones they haven't seen before. Um, I think that seems to be a really big one. It seems like people are like, oh, I haven't seen. You know, it's like I posted a uh, bad business, aka more mercy. Uh, uh, oh, yesterday. you watched that, huh? I did. I finally got a chance to see it. I, I just posted. It. I was like, let's get up there. And people were like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen, you know, because it's an Albert. It's like a weird quirk in the in Albert Pion and Jim Wynorski's filmography because Pion started it and then Wynorski finished it. And then, um, I can't find why. Like, you know, was Pion fired? Was he, did he quit? You know, or Well, there is recycled the footage. There is recycled footage. Ty, yeah. what's the movie? From the movie there? called Final Examination. Final Examination. Yeah, Brent Hunt. Right. Which right, was a so, Fred Olin Ray movie, um, <laughs> Wynorski's buddy. So it's like, again, was, was, and, and Pion is, is listed as a producer on that. So it's like, you know, same thing. Yeah, was, was he tapped yeah, to do that, that movie? we watched that last year in Master P, and he's not that much. Like, they just, like, cut occasionally to him in, like, a room. And like, they doing this? Same with Bad Business. It's a, it's a phone-in yeah. sit-down role. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying, oh, in Bad Business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not in Final Examination, Master Oh, okay. He's not oh, okay. And they, but they put his face kind of like front and center on the box art. It's like yeah. is Master P that much of a draw that they had to like almost shoehorn in these like scenes where he's just in like one office building like on the phone. Like occasionally we'll cut back to him. It's more about like Brent Huff and Tracy Bingham on the case. Yeah, you know? yes. and he's wearing his classic uh, Hawaiian shirt, Brent Huff. <laughs> and so is Tracy Bingham. Yeah, they're both wearing these Hawaiian shirt outfits. And it's like <laughs> it's a very yeah. ridiculous movie, as you know, because you watched it. So. Right, well, because I think I do think there's a thing where people are like, "Man, these like Bruce Willis DTV, you know, modern DTV flicks that are just made with this like complete, you know, assembly line cynicism." Like, it's almost like, "Man, I'll take a bad business," and just like, <laughs> and that's saying something. Like, wow, right? that's, a, that's a rough. That's a new low. I mean, <laughs> yes. like, you know, yeah. I didn't go any lower. 
Yeah. Like, we thought that bad business was sort of like the end of the line, but no, it is not. Now people are actually nostalgic for bad business. <laughs> I, think, I think there is. This is that's crazy. Not, that's not good. I mean, that, I mean, or maybe it is good. You know, I like, think we have reached Willis fatigue. If that's the case, <laughs> yeah, we're going back to bad business now. Well, because I was feeling that I'm watching the movie and I'm like, you know, like like the movie starts. Bad business starts with like it's it's, it's supposed to be a strip club, but really it's a theater, like an auditorium yes, where you watch yes. a play. <laughs> yeah. And like the strippers are on the stage, which again, technically they're on a stage in a strip club as well. But like the guys are sitting in those like you know those chairs that like that that you fold the seat, you, you yeah. push the seat down to sit in. It's like there's it's like and and then like their their dressing room is just a restaurant bathroom. Um, right. And it's like in one of the stalls is where the killer comes with the plastic bag to kill the woman in the first scene or the opening, you know, sequences. It's like, and it's like, oh, the killer's after me. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, what is going on? It's like, oh, yeah, this this theater auditorium seat is empty. So that means the killer is, is on the loose. It's like, yeah, yeah you're and, and I'm like, what is what is happening here? And of course, like the guy we think is the killer has like he's like this blonde guy with a ponytail and a, yes. and a soul he's patch, like a which, himbo guy. He's yeah. a himbo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, which, to be honest, if I ever saw a man with a ponytail and a, and a soul patch, I'd move in the other direction. He'd be my first suspect in a murder, too. So it worked in like the, <laughs> the murder she wrote kind of sense of like getting you off track and thinking somebody else is the killer um which in itself is kind of funny right that you're thinking back to the early, you know late 90s early 2000s and you're like yeah what would a killer look like he'd be a sleazy guy with a ponytail and a, and a soul patch um I, just, I wish master p was okay spoiler alert for the movie he's not the killer master p right well, so but he can't be the killer because he's on the phone in a different I, state i know but so i wish he was. the audience knows he's not the killer i that's yeah. i don't i it's feel like, like that's safe and not a spoiler. okay because it's just if he was the killer that'd be a little bit more fun and i think it would be like cool to see that but he always says well don't tell people are dying for god's sakes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's his line for god's yeah. sakes for, for god's yeah. sakes <laughs> and then like tracy's like tracy biggles like i'm gonna try to solve this case and he's like all right man we'll let her do it and it's like okay and then like and then like because then she was like questioning the um the ponytail guy because i guess he's like a a high roller like he spends a lot of money at the hotel he's like what's she doing harassing the you know she needs to run this stuff by me and it's like run it by you like you're you're in like Las be Vegas, maybe. I think you might be in Las Vegas. But, and their like, like, investigation is in like, what was it like Hawaii? Like Hawaii. It was supposed to be Bali, but it was shot in oh. Hawaii, which made it even better. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, so, Ron, my, my, my long point that I was making, I guess, is yes. that like, I think this, this episode we're doing here on two sort of other guy kind of luminaries from that late 80s, early 90s period. Um, Evan Laurie and Malibu, I do feel like there's a, an appetite for this kind of thing now with the absolutely. I, I I think day by day this appet the appetite's growing. I mean, I really think you're right about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, I think the genesis for this episode came just in us just talking about Malibu a lot on on the podcast. Um, and for people who don't know who Malibu is, he's a bodybuilder from the you know early '90s. I mean, he's he's pretty much like when you think. If you were doing a, sh a movie in the early 90s and you took a walk on like Venice Beach, you know, there's a scene that was on Venice Beach. Malibu would be there, right, with the, the mullet, with the ponytail, the dangling earring, the shirts that are ripped. So, they, you know, because his, his neck is so big, he can't fit into a regular shirt. <laughs> Malibu is like all of that kind of stuff. Whereas Evan Lurie is a little different, right? Evan Lurie is like kind of a cross between those two, right? He's like, uh, he's he's almost like he could he could almost be a, 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 an action lead, but not quite. Um, he's like um, the perfect but, meathead extra, you know, like the supporting. Exactly. 
Well, they're sort of like darkness and light. You know, it's like Malibu yes. has like the blonde hair and it's sort of I don't know where he's originally from, but he seems more like a California dude where um, Evan Lurie is darker, you know, has dark hair and has more of like that's why I think he played a lot of bad guys because he looks kind of more menacing, almost like he could be from like New York. It's almost like a New York, L.A. thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Malibu is from that area if that's why you call, but who knows that you know knows? We, we don't know where they got their names from on on american gladiators if they, <laughs> you know, maybe someone I mean, called him malibu maybe someone said to him hey malibu you know hey, i mean malibu. maybe yeah someone it's else like, called him that we don't know like you're like from malibu right like no you're malibu it's like <laughs> okay so well his watch? real name is, Dur- is duran McBee, right so yeah that's, that's correct so i mean yeah. that's a perfectly great name for the dtv world on its own you know yeah. Do you want to start with Tom Malibu three, McBee, just... or do you want to do <laughs> yeah, Evan we'll, we'll Lurie? Do one, we'll do McBee. And so just to give okay. people an idea of the format, because we're doing two guys, we're doing two top threes, um, as opposed to a top five and a top five. Um, so it kind of comes up to roughly the same number, right? It's like six instead yeah. of five, I guess. That works. Yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, so do you want to do your first uh, number three for Deron McBee? Okay, I have Enter the Blood Ring. Now, uh, this is kind of an obscure movie. A lot yeah. of people might not have seen this. Yeah, I haven't. So this is okay. just good. But it's a, but it's a good showcase for Malibu. So yeah, if people can it see it, lot. they should see it. I think uh, it's on YouTube. Last week we checked. That was a couple of years ago. But it's like a punch fighting movie, you know, underground fighting. Robert Zadar is also in it. And, you know, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think it was put up by the same people that did. Um, was it Broken Bars? Benjamin Cobby. Yeah, Benjamin Cobby. There's an actor named Benjamin Cobby, Matt. He's not kind of like a meatheady type of dude, right? <laughs> and and this um this co- production company um that that he was kind of like their guy and but they didn't get a lot of distribution, and yeah, you know they're not a lot of penetration into the marketplace. Those are broken bars and Enter the Blood Ring. I don't think a lot of video stores had those, um, but you know they were entries into that '90s canon of punching. Yeah, and um, Malibu yeah. does some punching, and there's like kind of like a documentary crew also hanging around in the movie too. Remember right, they're like filming the underground world of punch fighting. <laughs> yeah, so there'll be like an have... occasional like black and white shot of a guy talking to the camera. It's like I'm gonna know, get him. Of... I'm a good fighter, and that's like you know Malibu does like I'm I'm the best. You know. It's like... Um, yeah, I, it's so I I'm just kind of looking it up because I'm kind of curious about it. I mean, I mean the fact that it's Zadar and and um. And Malibu, so 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 it's it's still got a good amount of Malibu, is what you're saying, even if it's if it, um it's, yeah, it's not bad. It's a I fair mean, amount. I would like more. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he is a supporting either. character to to be fair, but yeah. it's a it, what what Malibu you get is good Malibu. Yeah, <laughs> which is what you need. <laughs> I think that's that's one of the things that, that might be a, a theme running through this this list, the Darren McBee list or the, the Malibu list, is that there there might not always be like. A starring role for him but it's like what you get really enhances the film absolutely and i think that's why we're talking about him today it's like when malibu shows up it's like oh you know your, your eyes and ears kind of perk up you know it's like oh so, you know because that means something colorful is happening something fun is happening um, so <laughs> right. you know instead of something boring so yes he <laughs> he should have gotten more starring roles or bigger roles but what what you get is always it's like it's spice it's like a flavor when you're making a, a stew or something you know <laughs> Right, exactly. He's, he's he's quite the flavor enhancer for sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's your number three, Matt? So my number three is Resort to Kill, aka Immortal Combat. Oh um, yes. I yes, think it's, it's a great cummerbund. 
It, yeah, it, it, wow. it's I was about to say that. Cummerbund. I think that's yeah. what gets him into number three on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it is possible, though, if I had seen Enter the Blood Ring, that that might have been my number three. So that that's, that probably is a good caveat for people. Well, that um, no, th- Your choice is good because I don't have a Mortal Kombat. Uh, that no, is a perfectly list. good number. No, it is yeah. a perfectly good number three. And maybe like as an update, you could watch Enter the Blood Ring and sometime in the next like couple weeks or months. And then you could yeah. report back. Yeah, yeah. I kind of do, do like a, an addendum the next time we do a podcast episode yes. together. Now, right? now, correct me. Is he wearing a cummerbund with no shirt? Is that no? He has it's a shirtless shirt, or he is, the sleeves are cut off, right? I believe so. You know, yeah. I didn't get a screenshot of it, which is not. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very unusual because I know then that would <laughs> would be a good illustration. Because I'm trying to remember myself. Was it like a Chippendales kind of thing where it's like a bow tie and cuffs? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. With, it's too big for him as usual. <laughs> Or too small for him. it in the episode. Oh, yeah, too small, yeah. As part of why you love this movie, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those things where you're just like, man, this is just, you know, oh, I've got Malibu from the old hit America. Um, he's sweet because for whatever reason he's dubbed. That was the other thing too. The yeah. person he was dubbed, you know, had no, you know, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on there with him. Um, it was just, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those ones where I think this movie, I mean, and the thing with the Mortal Kombat or, or um, Resort to Kills, it has a bunch of names in it. It's got oh, you know, yeah. Tiny Zeus Lister, Sonny Chiba, of course, Rob Piper, which I think in our last yeah. last time you guys were on, we talked about. That, I think this was on your list, I think. Yeah, top it was. Five. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of guys in here. And so to have a Malibu, I think that's one of the things about these movies from this period, this this like late 90s, or late 80s, early two, early 90s period, um, late 80s, early 90s, is that I think nowadays when you would throw in a, a Malibu type, right? First off, there is no Malibu type. I think when there's you only one them, Malibu, <laughs> right? The, the, these kinds of snowflake, you know, right? exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that unique. There's, there's not you, like when you watch these movies, you don't have like if you watch it, like the, the Willis films we're talking about, the people that you see in all of them, because usually that that Roland Emmett guy that, that produces them, he uses like if you like do the the IMDb CV of, or IMDb page of one of these movies, you'll see like five people that you've never heard of before. But if you click, they've done like five other Willis Emmett, you know, DTV flicks. Right, that's like the stable. Right, uh, exactly. But they. Well, do I, I know one of the stables, which is Lala Kent. Right, exactly. Um, like, Lala Kent. Kent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to watch the trailer for uh, the Row, Matt. As um, yeah. Lala Kent and uh, what's his name from um, the UFC fighter. Can't remember his name right now. It, it, is it um, the big one? Um, uh, well, they're all big. Um, yeah. Rampage? Was it Rampage? No, it was. Um, oh, I can't. I can't oh, think of it. Oh, Couture. Thank you, guys. Randy Couture. And yeah. then you got to watch it because the, the trailer guy makes it so funny. It's like Randy Couture, La La Kent. <laughs> <laughs> like he says it with a lot of gravitas. Yeah, and it does. It's like. But as, but I think it's Ty pointed just to correct the record here. It's Randall. It's yeah, Emmett. Randall. Randall Emmett. Emmett. What do I keep calling? Yeah. I think you're thinking of Roland, Roland. Emmerich. Yes, like yes, it's Randall Emmett, not Roland. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've done that multiple times. It's like it's it's easier when I'm typing to somebody because I can, I'll double check me like, oh, let me make sure it's, it's it's not. Yeah, but when I'm speaking, yeah, Roland and Randall, I, I yeah. <laughs> they should up. team up. To be fair, they should yeah. team up on on a production. Yeah, Independence awesome. Day three or <laughs> starring Lala Ken and Randy Couture. Lala Ken, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Bruce as the alien. Yeah, sure. <laughs> as, a, as the president who's in like two scenes two scenes yeah he's, he's the president finally i don't know he's right. ever been the president all right we got to get off the willis train here yeah he's the president who never wears a tie right yeah, yeah. he wears a badge actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> the president wears a badge yeah <laughs> that's a good be on the cover yeah <laughs> yeah that could be a movie 
like officer president where it's like okay. he's a cop but he's also the president okay we got something there maybe we can uh it's like a no subject bit yeah. okay let's 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 hold that off for no subject yeah <laughs> right. i think we know the perfect person for this yes oh yes <laughs> That's such a good idea. How come no one's ever thought of that? That's great. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if it's Willis, right? We well, I guess we we should be hashing it out too much, right? We're all right. But let's let's keep this under our hat until we do another no subject. I feel like this is a good um, grist for that. Yeah, we have some good stuff we Matt and I thought of the other day. So let's make sure we write that down. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be written down. Okay, so moving on. So where are we with Malibu? Or um, well, I did. Enter the Blood Ring, and then Matt did Immortal Combat, right? Okay. So, oh, so Matt, was there more you wanted to say about Immortal Combat? Or no, no, I think I think we're ready. Yeah, like, I think we're yeah. Well, my second one is the Killing Zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Malibu. a good choice because yeah. Yeah. it's probably his biggest role of all. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's basically the star of the movie, and that's oh, one, yeah. it's a I mean, rare chance he didn't get too many of those. If this might be the only one. Yeah. Now this is my number two as well, so we can probably do an extended chat about oh, okay. it because uh, yeah, we're kind of. On the oh, same hey, we got way. a uh, we got an overlap. Yeah. <laughs> now this is a PM, right? Yeah, it's early PM. It's, it might be a city lights, right? Or is it, or is it a PM? Yeah, it it, it is because it's like it. I think it's city lights, and then it lists PM as the distributor. So um, you don't get like the classic logo. I don't think. Mm. I, at least I didn't when I watched it on Tubi. You get the old logo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cause like, yeah. There's orange. the old logo. Then there's like the the updated one the one people kind of know and love which is like a like a chrome look yeah, to like it a sky background yeah. no that's the old logo right? oh oh no sky oh yeah no you're talking about when the movie first comes up i was thinking like on the side of the box oh that oh okay yes um, i never talked about the chrome logo yeah so i don't know do you want to want to talk about the uh, killing zone killing zone I'm trying to remember much of it. I mean, I know doesn't he like he's like a construction worker and he's like using his sledgehammer. Well, no. He's not a construction worker, right? It, what happens is he um he he goes to jail under like some kind of dubious <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, so that's how that it gives him the, okay. the excuse to to have to be shirtless, banging right. a sledgehammer in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, of course, it is. And there's some drug lord that they have to catch, and it's like Darren McBee's the only one who can catch him. Is the idea, and so they. Um, this DEA guy, bust, you know, comes up. You know how they they come up with these weird like scenarios where like the DEA agent, I guess, has like carte blanche to just pull people out of jail if he wants to, um, and so he just does that. Um, and and then you know the thing is, of course, they're going to be supposed to be at, going after this guy, but. I watched it recently. There's some interesting stuff that happens in the movie. Like for example, Darren McBee's uncle owns this bar, and yes, the that. baddies are after them. Right, yeah, the, the drug lords and everybody are after them. For whatever reason, they keep going back to the bar and just keep getting shot, and ki- and people get, get shot. And <laughs> yeah, that's and right. Like that. It's like you know that they're going to come for you there, but yet you just keep going back there. Like that didn't make any sense. Um, I mean, from the Malibu standpoint, it's fantastic because it is everything late '80s, early '90s Venice Beach that you would want in a Malibu. I mean, there's a scene where he's he's actually working out, and there's like, women working out around him, and he's got like the ponytail with the hair, like with the the mullet, just like perfectly quaffed in the top, with the long dangly earring, and he's just like pumping out reps, and you know the DEA guys there <laughs> trying to talk to him, he's like trying to finish my workout, man, you know, and it's like. <laughs> It, it, it's a thing of beauty. Um, the problem is, I think one of the other problems is at the very end, he doesn't really have a standout. He doesn't get to fight the baddie. Um, the baddie actually has him at gunpoint, and then his friends come and kill the baddie. Um, so it's kind of a, a bad ending there, because I think you would have liked to have seen um, just seen Malibu just beat the crap out of this guy. You know, just now, like is that. Addison Randall is is he the 
involved in this in some He's way. He's director and writer. Yeah. Yeah. This, this yeah. was his vision. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it sure was. And what a vision. Um, and, you know, isn't there like a classic scene where like he lowers his sunglasses sort of like halfway down the bridge of his nose and smirks, you know? That's not familiar. You know, it's almost like something Michael J. Fox was famous for doing, kind of like just, like just lowering his sunglasses yeah, and going like, like, whoa. And you're like, whoa, cool, man. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, he's riding a motorcycle. And of course, like, because he's so big and the motorcycle he has is, isn't as big. It looks like a kid, like riding a moped. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and of course he's doing it with like no helmet, but also these, these t-shirts where he's cut the necks off, like down to like kind of midway point. Um, because I guess his, his, his chest and neck is so big that a regular shirt with a regular, um, neck, you know, the, the, the one that comes standard. <laughs> Just your standard neck, and, your standard and well, neck. but also he—it's like a half shirt as well. So yes. right, that's right. Yeah, so the lower gone. half of the shirt is gone, also. Right, right. <laughs> it feels like a lot of work that it's like you know you get t-shirts and you got to get to work on the, the scissors on them. But maybe he's <laughs> developed a process with it. You know, or, who knows? Maybe there are shops on you know in Venice Beach that that sold oh, probably pre-made. Or maybe like he that. was just very crafty. Yes, he could have been. I mean, with the hands, like I feel like you know, using scissors and doing that kind of stuff might be difficult. But maybe you know, maybe he was more delicate than we think. <laughs> Probably, he's a gentle giant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. he, they should have made more movies like that with Malibu. Like he could have been like the PM star. Yeah, that should have happened. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I, guess yeah. I wonder if they looked at this movie. I mean, I. I, I personally was wondering myself when I watched it, like, am I going to be in a situation where I think there's too much, you know, I'm, I've hit a, I've hit a Malibu saturation point. A, a that's possible. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. yeah. I realized that it, it, I didn't think it was, I don't think, you know, this movie showed at least for me that you could do a film where Malibu was the star. And I, I guess maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice here. It's for, um, so Maybe, excited um, about Malibu. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm getting choked up talking about how great Malibu is. <laughs> getting emotional here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wonder if PM saw what we were talking about where he adds a flavor to a movie that like, again, like um, maybe I won't talk about the other movies because, um, you know, we might be bringing them up as, as ones on the list. But, you know, some of the ones like, like um, you know, like, like even like we just talked about a couple like a Mortal Kombat where – you get a whole bunch of names in the film and then you just stick Malibu in there with, you know, either no shirt and a cummerbund or like a, you know, a tank top that has a zipper on it that you zip down so much so he can show his man cleavage. And you just have him there with his big long hair, just kind of making faces and looking angry and, and, you know, getting killed eventually. It, it just adds something to the movie that um, maybe that's it what helps they thought. it along, you know, it's like, Oh, Hey, look, it's Malibu. You know? well, it's a flavor. It's something <laughs> yeah. we talked about. Well, the thing, you're calling him crafty. Maybe he has an Etsy store, you know, Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Malibu's Etsy store. Malibu's yeah. Etsy store. Yeah. Well, if there was like a Malibu t-shirt, like, I don't know, maybe like with his face on it, I, I would buy it maybe. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, I wouldn't know if I'd be able to wear it. Probably be swimming in it, but it, you know, I guess like you know, it could be something like good, like you know, if you're, <laughs> you're like you know, kind of doing work around the house or something. But I guess yeah, right. so, so he yeah. only sells it in his size. You know, in his size, know? yeah, which is extra, extra meathead. You know, just like, <laughs> it's XXM. It's XXM, yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the middle cut out, you know, with the like the, the the you know the the um, the neck cut out. So it's like so you go to put it on like for the normal person size, it just starts to like go over the shoulders. And being's like ends up playing like a you know Jennifer Beale kind of. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like it's a T-shirt, but the neck is gone, the sleeves are gone, the bottom yeah. half is gone, and it's basically just like a, a strip of cloth across like your <laughs> a torso, and that's it. So that was Flashdance, right? So he's a Malibu, Malibu <laughs> on the dance floor. 
he should have done one of those dance movies, like yeah. a dancer die. Speaking of PM, you know, yeah. what if he was like an angry dance instructor or something? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I think, you know, it's, it's one of those ones. If you're doing a Malibu list, I don't think you could not have this movie on. The list. No, I definitely not. It Cause it's his only, it. it's his only starring role. It, it, it must, must include. Yeah. I, I wonder this, if you, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was going to say this is on Tubi. So for people that are interested, oh, good. you know, yeah. Oh, good. So people can actually watch it. That's a good thing. Maybe I should be watching. I'm trying to get a copy, but it's really expensive. So males and it, can't watch it. On and TV. it did get a DVD release, unlike a lot of PM movies. So there, there is a DVD floating it around is. out there, but I don't know if people not, can get it. I'm not paying 50 bucks. I'll pay 15. But that is time. interesting, though, that people are charging those high prices. That which must mean there's demand. You know, so there's demand. demand. As we were talking about before, there's a demand for Malibu. So that <laughs> if it was there's no demand, you could get it for like two dollars. So there must be a demand. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, there has to be. And I gotta say, I wonder if we can guess the number one Malibu movie. <laughs> I don't know. Which, well, you want you want to go first, and we'll see. We'll see if I. Okay, I picked Skyscraper. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yep, okay. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I just have one thing to say. Don't ask why. Try bud dry. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I can stop there. Yes. I just love but, a, yeah, and a, you get to see a rocket. Yeah. A, a rocket shoots at a bud <laughs> at a bud dry truck and blows up. That's all yeah. you need. Which well, is it, the only bud dry. That's probably like the world supply of bud dry. Yeah. Like they they blew up that truck. There's no more bud dry. Like it went off no, the market after that. Yeah. Malibu blew it up. The, the fact that it's it's Malibu. Coming out of the Bud Dry truck, or no, no wait, no, the Bud Dry truck's on the other side. He comes out of a different truck. He comes out of a, um, uh, he just comes out of a, a, another truck that's like blocking the alley. And we're, our introduction to him in this film is the the vest yeah. and pants of a suit without the shirt or coat, and he's just got the Uzi. And of course, yeah. like you know, classic '90s style. He's got the Uzi and he's just like waving it around, just like firing. Um, and it's just, it's, it's such a thing of beauty. I mean, that whole scene, of course, is a thing of beauty. Like yeah, you're right. talking it's about. It really scenes. is. Yeah. 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 That's like a top moment for PM just in general. Yeah. There's so much chaos. And you got Malibu and you got Carrie Wing or Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, that's true that, uh, you know, the, the very 90s style of the vest yeah. and no shirt, yeah. you know. Like well, a shirt. Like said, it's very Lamas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, Lamas did the same yeah. thing. He, he, Lamas, you could maybe argue popularized yeah. the vest and no shirt look, but other people were doing it. And, you know, it's mere shirts cannot contain these men, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're not, they're not to be constrained by the normal t shirts the rest of us wear. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then there's a scene later in the film where Malibu is wearing this tank top that has a, a zipper along the front, which, yeah. <laughs> You see, I see women wearing similar shirts nowadays, but I had never seen a guy with one. But he has it zipped down so that it's showing off his, the maximum man cleavage. And, like, the baddie is talking, and he's next to the baddie. He doesn't know what his – he's waiting for his line, I think, or he's trying to figure out something. He's just kind of staring off into space. And whoever shot the film, I guess it was one of those things where, like, we got to get this thing done and in the can as quick as possible. So Malibu's just sitting there just like – you know, just kind of like I don't know if he maybe he's even thinking about like what his next reps were going to be that night when he was done shooting. Um, he's just kind of off in space and with with this shirt on. It's just so fantastic. It is. It really is. I know. had to be the number one boo. You know, yeah. just like <laughs> yeah, boo. That's what that's what the real fans call him. Yeah, like, apostrophe boo. Apostrophe boo. We're just talking boo. 
Talking boo. Talking boo. But it also gets back to that point we were talking about how he is one of those ones that can really enhance a film just by having a small arm. Because this is a very supporting role that he has in here. He's he's kind of one of the main hatchet men for the baddie. Um, But it is very much a supporting role. But it still – it enhances this film in such a way – I mean – Skyscraper and stuff, and we, we did an entire episode on this one into the limit, um, yeah. and also it made both of our top five PM lists, I think. Um, and there's something about this movie that, you know, again, Malibu is just another piece of it that without Malibu, this doesn't quite make any kind yeah. of top PM list. But it with does him, because, yeah, no, I, agree, right. I agree with that. He adds a lot to what he's given, it, it makes it to a top 10 list because of Malibu. Yes. You know, you got Anne Nicole Smith, you got some cool stunts, but then you got Malibu. So, right, so it's really a, an impressive cocktail. Yeah. Right. Well, because I think it would have been just like the novelty of Anna, the way to the limit is kind of just the novelty of Anna Nicole Smith. Um, Skyscraper would have just been the novelty. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's just Malibu that makes it over the top, but he is just one of those many pieces that they put in this film that just, you know, all of it just seems to work. And and Malibu in particular, just, yeah, as as the main hatchet man for the baddie, because um, even the baddie himself is kind of annoying, right? He's just like supposed to be this like, you know, um, uh, but like I can, Shakespeare, can, yeah, uh, Shakespeare quoting guy. I, for some reason I'm drawing a blank. I hate on that the guy actor. so much. Al- yeah, he was Al- very Al- annoying. So yeah. th- I guess maybe they well, knew that and they thought we have to. Shakespeare. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was I'm saying maybe they knew that Batty was like too annoying and almost wimpy on his own, so they had to beef him up. Right. So, I mean, people usually just quote Shakespeare anyway are annoying. Um, <laughs> just because you can you can have like one quote a year because if you do any more than that, you're annoying. I'm sorry. and this guy did it the whole time in skyscraper so well you're supposed to hate him i guess so you know the audience (laughs) is not supposed to like him yeah so that's not good though for like people (laughs) you're supposed to like shakespeare but you may oh you're saying this is bad for shakespeare it's bad for shakespeare and it's just bad because it makes you hate shakespeare and now people who quote are annoying that's what i mean so it's (laughs) so it's so you're saying you know don't malibu come hither you know yeah (laughs) Right, exactly. Which is an exact quote from Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yes, doth Malibu come hither? It's like <laughs> uh, Malibu Capulet. Or <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like if Shakespeare had had a Malibu in you know the 16th century in England, I think he would have made Malibu his muse. We would have gotten a whole different. You know, uh, the, the the plays that we got, especially maybe in the later period of Shakespeare's play, he would have centered plays around Malibu. Uh, they, we, we would have gotten a very different kind of thing. Well, now, uh, granted, I'm I'm happy we get Malibu when we have him because I think, yeah. he, you know, I'm happy to enjoy him here in the 90s and, and or now into the, you know, the 2020s. I, I'm happy we got him at the time we did. But I feel like if Shakespeare had, had Malibu, um, we would have gotten a different set of plays for sure. Oh, it would the whole course of history would be uh, altered. that makes sense that actually tracks really well (laughs) well maybe maybe this is a good place to leave but any further thoughts maybe on malibu before we move on to mr lor mr i just a gem exemplifies the 90s dtv action world and you know adds something to every single role can't agree more of that (laughs) you nailed it yeah perfect yeah and i think again if you've got willow's fatigue you know, looking up some Duran McBee or Malibu films, I think it, it's not going to hurt you. For that, sure. Yeah, that would be the antidote. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, perfect. Well, let's get into Laurie here. Um, so Evan Laurie is a little bit different, right, than than um, Malibu. Like you said, he, he's 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 big, but he's not like the kind of bodybuilder Venice Beach big that that Malibu is. Um, but he has the meathead quality. Like when he delivers his lines, they're kind of slow, almost soft. Um, every once in a while, he'll yell like, "Don't call me Norman." But for the most part, he's he's just kind of like, "Oh man, what am I doing here?" You know, kind of thing, or you know, "I'm I'm gonna kill you" or whatever. Um, but it works again. It it, it 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 has a way of enhancing the movies. Oh, oh, definitely. And you know, PM gave him that big shot by having him be the main bad guy in. Um... Well, that might be one of the movies we're talking. Okay, about. all right. So they, they, but they, sorry. So they saw his potential, and you're right. He, he never, he d- didn't yell. You know, he was very soft spoken. Um, you know, also another kind of gentle giant type guy. And um, but it's true. He, there was a certain dumbness that kind of came across, like, <laughs> but, but you know, it's all part of a, a sort of a quiet uh, resolve <laughs> that I think he had, and um, yeah. Uh, I think we should just get into the list. Yeah. Sure. Right, well, yeah, Ty, what do you have for number three for Mr. Laurie? T-Force. No way. That's my three. So we're yeah, already perfect. overlapping. Already right? overlapping, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because he was a, I'm thinking he was the villain in that, right? So I'm yeah, just, so him my and memory, actually Malibu. Okay. Yeah. And Malibu's in it. Yeah, that's why I picked it. Yeah. They're both in it. And, you know, it's, T-Force is an interesting movie because it has a lot of blow-ups and shooting and all the stuff we like. But there's some philosophy in it, too, you know, about, you know, the nature of humanity. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> well, you want to go into a little bit more? Or well, some... I mean, from what I remember, they're like robots, but they start to question that, right? And so uh, isn't that what happens in T-Force? Basically, yeah. yeah. So, you know... If Ridley Scott directed it, then there would be like, you know, like Blade Runner. But, you know, but this movie's better than Blade Runner. So, it's like, <laughs> so yeah, it delivers the action, of course. But I think this one might be slightly more intelligent in its scripting than some of its competitors. So and plus it has the two guys, uh, you know, that we're talking about today. So that alone, I think, would make it a recommendation. Yeah, it's almost like this would be an honorable mention for Malibu because he's he, he's in it, right? He's in it quite a bit. But Lori is like kind of like so like just to give people an idea of what the film's about, it's um these these cyborg police officers are created with the idea that you know Aaron Gray as the um as the the um the mayor, she uh, forms this task force to sort of wipe out crime in L.A. in the future and these cyborgs are created and um Evan Lori is kind of like the leader of them when they sort of like break away from being police officers and start on their own crime spree. Um, and so Malibu is, is in the group there, but yeah, it, it's kind of more big Evan Lurie. And I mean, the film starts off like kind of the way we were talking about skyscraper starting off big with the Bud dry truck and um, you know, uh, Malibu with the, the vest and pants and no shirt. This one starts off big too, where you've got Vernon Wells of all people just like shows up at a, at this big skyscraper. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think he used a silencer when he killed the guard at the front deck gate. Um, uh, yeah, right. It was like a pew pew kind of, it was more like a, it, it was more like a loud the guard, bang. Of course. Of course, yeah, like those guards, I mean, that is, I, I, I don't know. I think they have lists of like the, the most dangerous professions. And I feel like front desk guard in, um, at a, in a, a big PM building movie. in the nineties was probably up there. It's like most dangerous. Yeah, that's not great. Usually the first one to pass away. And it's just like, <laughs> We were talking about that before. I mean, yeah, T Force is good because it delivers the goods basically right at the beginning. Yeah, and I think it's very underrated PM movie. We don't want to talk about that one. I think. Yeah. I think. Did this one? So, I don't 
this one made either of our top fives, but I think it was probably like more like a top ten for both of us. Yeah, maybe, absolutely. I, I would count this one. You know, Jack Scalia, Malibu, Evan Lurie. You really can't go wrong. It's amazing explosions. So. Yeah, I, I think this is one. I, I don't know that this one's available on on. It might. I don't think it's available on Tubi. I think I had to track oh, it down no. on YouTube, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I bought a tape because it was like the most affordable at the time. I think it's on DVD. I think. Yeah, it is because I rented it on old Netflix disc. Brett, something to say about T Force? Oh I'm... well, I, 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 nothing that would be different from what you guys were saying, and okay. so I'll just didn't want to like, her. yeah, like, oh, okay, I didn't want. No, no, like... you're not cutting me out. I'm just listening. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. One actually, one last note I want to make on T Force is because I'm, I'm paging ahead. the IMDb page for it. Um, you know how they have the tags. Um, one of the tags is security guard killed. So, yes, oh, so that tag. is something people are yeah. paying attention to. That's funny. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, because we've talked about that quite a bit. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think it was like, here we go again. Oh, no. Right, exactly. <laughs> that we man. Do. And it was Vernon Wells, too. It's like, like the last thing you want to see if you're a security guard in the 90s is Vernon Wells showing up at your, yeah. your building. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, no. Yeah. I, I would just run. I'd be like, this job. <laughs> I'd, I'd like throw him the keys and just go and just like, you know. <laughs> but of course, they'd probably shoot me in the back, right? I'd be like, one of the, you know those things yeah. when the security guard's running and they shoot him in the back and it's like you slide and fall yeah. forward. <laughs> but that's how I would go, you know. Um, so, yeah, even running wouldn't help. And right. they'll, they probably would say, hmm, should have opened the door. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes they try to be a hero and they try to, like, yeah. fight him off. Those yeah, are, yeah, they have a gun. They have, like, a gun in their holster. Like, oh, nope, dead. <laughs> what, what are you getting paid as a security guard that it's worth it to, to battle <laughs> Vernon Wells to get into the building? It's like, you know, like, that's, yeah. yeah there's, it's there's not they, enough. They have a they have a lot of job pride, you know. Yeah. Like, right, exactly. Yes. That's that's on the that's on their CV if they're alive. Yeah. Get, get get shot by Vernon Wells. Um, <laughs> in, you know, like, in the discharging of my duties as a uh, as a front desk guard, you know, risk right. my life or risk my life for Vernon Wells. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or 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 someone like him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so not, not number two, maybe we have another overlap. Yeah. Um which is Operation Cobra. Okay, so I this one was an honorable mention for me. So ah, I, this is not my number two, so we don't have an overlap okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Because it's a great villain role for Evan. Yes. <laughs> Evan, Scott, Cynthia, Richard. <laughs> All her first All people her, run a first name basis yeah. with. Dolphy. You know, it's like um do people call him Dolphy? Oh, never mind. So <laughs> it's let's not, it's just, let's, not, it's not, not let's not fall into that trap. So um Let's see. Upper Jacoby, good villain role. He's fighting Don the Dragon twice. You get two fights. Yeah. That's like. And it's funny because, you know, body, their body types seem very different. Yeah. One's uh, kind of runty, which is Don the Dragon <laughs> Wilson. And then Evan Lurie's meatheady. So it's a, it's a good, uh, you know, difference. Yeah. And the meatheady, meatheadiness really comes through yeah. when he gets bit by the cobra at the yeah. end. Because the look on his face, which I did capture for the review that I did, <laughs> the look on his face when he gets bit by that cobra. I mean, I it's almost seen that. like, like when, when, when I, my cat will bite me on the leg because he wants to eat. It's just like, what? What? Why, why are you biting me? You know, it's almost like, why did you? And he's like holding this thing, like, why did you bite me? And then eventually, the, it sinks in that you've been poisoned with this venom, and you're, you know, you're, you're not long for this film. Um, but it, it is one of the classic glory faces, I think. Yes, Lori has some really good dumb faces, but in a nice way. Right. It's just yeah. Like, <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, it, it's part of his character. It's you know, in many 
to senses. He's wearing that dashiki, like, right? He's wearing that dashiki the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's the reason why we're talking about him because I think you know, that's he has why. That's why he has the faces, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, so I, I keep forgetting to mention. So um, when I used to, I used to use this this software called BS Player to um. It's only a great name. I know. It doesn't sound like a BS player. <laughs> BS player, you know. Yeah. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah, but it was a, this free software that you could, um, because at that time, like it was, was it hard shareware. To get, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it was like a share. Yeah, it was at that time. It was hard, I think, to get like like I think um like WinApp and those ones had trouble getting images from DVDs if you were showing you know if you were playing a DVD. Whereas nowadays, I think it's just a, a basic screenshot will do the trick. But for whatever reason, it wouldn't do that back then. But BS BS player could get get screen grabs. But one of the things was that um, it would just randomly choose what, or it seemed random. I, I'm sure there's probably a, something in the coding that told it which audio track to pick. But a lot of times it grabbed the um, the commentary track. And so I was listening to Fred Olin Ray's commentary as I was getting the image of Lori getting bitten. And um, I guess it was actually uh, the the snake actually bit Lori. I guess um um uh, it was like a really like they actually were using um um a real snake or whatever. Maybe it wasn't poison or something, but um, yeah. Um, so I, I guess, you know, uh, it, I was kind of surprised to see that like, yeah, he, he actually got bit um, by the snake in real life. So that face has got a real. <laughs> well, cause I think I might've mentioned this before, but I, I've heard, I haven't listened to the commentary, but I've heard that's like a really, really good commentary. Like as far as commentaries go, cause I think people say it's really honest and it's really funny and it's like uncensored. Cause you know, I think a lot of commentaries, like they cut parts out like the, the studio or they censor certain parts. Apparently this like got through with like no censorship and like Fred Olin Ray says a bunch of like really um, like interesting, you know, maybe politically incorrect stuff or something. Oh, it's like so, like Ball commentary. Yeah, like, that's my understanding, but I haven't listened to it. But so if people can get a hold of that DVD, you can get that commentary. Then I hear it's like a really, really good listen. I would love to listen to it. I mean, that DVD, I guess the tape was hard enough to procure. <laughs> and well, I think DVD... people must know about the the commentary so it's probably I hard i think they did another commentary i think it was for final voyage you ever seen this one that i think it's ice and he makes fun of him jim winorski <laughs> so he doesn't know his lines and ice tea took like a 15 takes like, <laughs> that's what i heard he said i'm going oh, wow because you know that's the thing about when you watch these dvd and blu-ray extras and everyone's so complimentary and nice all the time it's like it can't be that way i think people are just afraid they might not get another job in hollywood which is you know hard enough to do so everyone this was great and working with this person was great and uh, that's what i like more honest commentaries or, well or, that's what the uve ball commentary for alone in the dark is so funny right. which i listened to i don't know if you listen to i maybe I it's the director's cut one. version he makes for the tara reed yeah. yeah it's like i don't like tara reed you see i would cut it out the whole movie but she she has to be in the movie i don't like tara <laughs> reed so it's like <laughs> Because that's what I want. I want that honesty. And he made fun of Dorf too. Like Dorf is very like a prima donna. <laughs> Christian Slater was good though. Christian Slater was good. That's awesome. Yeah, because because yeah. one of the things I think with Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski is the industry kind of needs those two because they can pump out films really quickly on a budget. Just get it done. So it's almost like you know, like like one of the things like with Fred Olin Ray is he's found a niche with like. Christmas movies uh, because you know Hallmark whatever they pump out so many of those and he can just again he can just bang them out in a short period of time so it's like they need Winorski so or they need Fred Olin Ray so like they can get away I think with with saying things like that because it's like well okay maybe I didn't like this guy but 
this other person I'm going to do the movie with, that's fine, you know, and, um, you know, they, they, you know, and I guess probably too with those Christmas movies, they probably don't have commentary, so he can't really say <laughs> how he feels about it. Well, them. plus they're, you know, they're, you know, they're working in the low budget, you know, B movie or lower realm and, you know, they don't really have a ton of people to answer to, you know, they can yeah. pretty much say what they want. Yeah. Right, I'm going to look for this DVD of Operation Cobra. I'll, I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm on the case. So yeah, uh, there, there might be some good dirt on it, but yeah. like I said, I don't know if for I sure. Own it or not. I don't think I own the DVD. I think I rented it. I got the DVD from, from Netflix. So I don't think I own oh. this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got the tape. I think I'm not sure how we watched the bread. It was DVD. Uh, I, don't remember. I don't remember. I, and I got know. the tape just a few years ago. It was way before. Maybe, oh, maybe rented at the, the store, the video, video store. Video 7? Yeah, maybe Video oh. 7. Yeah. Oh. Um, so wait, so what is your two? So I'm on number two. So my number two is American Kickboxer 2. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I really should have put that. Um, that oh, that didn't oversight. even make the list? No, because number one is Hologram Man. I was just going <laughs> to say that right Yeah, there. that's spoiler. Wide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, spoiler okay. alert. So, um, but yeah, uh, what a great movie. American, or, or is yeah. it American Kickboxer 1 that I'm thinking of? Or, no, t- no, they're well, both one great. Is, well, one is okay, but two is the crazy one. Oh, two you know? is the crazy one? Okay, never mind. Dale Apollo two. Cook. Apollo. Yeah. He spelled his name wrong in the credits. Right, right. It's like... And yeah, this start was my, there. Yeah, I mean, this was my introduction to... Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, it was. Wow. What this is my introduction to Lori. Um, and, and I was just like, this guy is amazing. Like, I could <laughs> see this guy in tons of stuff you know like i i just want to see more lori and i mean he steals the show from from apollo um i guess it's like a my two dads kind of thing right where it's um it's Instead of these, greg evigan and paul reiser it's, it's evan lurie and Dan apollo cook apollo cook right <laughs> and, and they're they're like these two guys that are kickboxers who um uh, there's a, what is it like? There's a girl who's been kidnapped, and they have right, a, yeah. The the wife or the daughter's been kidnapped, and the wife yeah. says you have a, a daughter, and they're like a bunch of meatheads. The movie is so I I need to rewatch it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. such a crazy movie. It's like like, yeah, it's it's great. It is so great, and uh, and but so again, yeah, and, and so Apollo and Evan Lurie <laughs> have to work together to yeah, get they, to the bottom of all the shenanigans. And in the meantime, there's action, there's punching, and the rest. There's but a lot it's of also, stupid lines from them. It's like. Because yeah, I think bicker. Evan Lurie, they, bicker, they bicker a lot. Yeah. They bicker a lot. Evan Lurie, it's like a, it's like you're like a meathead, Evan Lurie. Or like, I, let me look and see if I can find a lie while you're talking about it. But and yeah, there's a lot like of crazy, rich, sophisticated guy too. He's supposed to be like this, you know, like like Dale Apollo Cook, Apollo is supposed to be like the blue collar <laughs> guy who's like no nonsense, give me a jean jacket. Whereas like, you know, uh, Lurie's supposed to be like the finer things in life guy, the, <laughs> the silk robe and the and the and the, and the nice wine guy. Which um, is amazing casting for that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> perfect <laughs> casting, the only way. Yes. I mean, that was the thing in the 90s is that you could be a long haired ponytail guy and still like the be like the finer things in life guy. Um, yeah, I think nowadays you'd be like, oh, get, get a haircut or something like that. But but back then, you know, the finer things in life guy was a long haired ponytail guy. Yeah, because well, those things were the finer thing, you know, having long hair and ponytail that 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 wasn't, you know, contrary to loving the finer things that was more like yeah you're living life and loving life to quote uh, matthew mcconaughey living life loving life you know buy a lincoln you know just um so so the lincoln lawyer is that why he makes the the commercials now because he was in the lincoln lawyer i, I never wow. made that connection before oh oh actually i thought that was a pretty good movie well okay but i looked up the line that we have on our site here um where uh, Dale, Dale Apollo Cook, I'll say it right now, Dale Apollo <laughs> Cook 
calls uh, Evan Lurie, or he says, you've been drinking too much carrot juice. <laughs> oh, yeah. what a burn. Because yeah. <laughs> he was Mr. Finer Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, no no, no hamburger and french fries guy, right? Yeah. No, a, no. You know. I think Dale wears like his blue sweatpants. Like the, the movie is just... With it, a matching blue tank top. Yeah. Because Matt, when you said he's blue collar, I was going to say, well, he's more blue tank top. But right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, this one also, this is an interesting one when you go to the critic reviews because, one, it's like a kind of a, you know, completed triangle one where, um, you know, we've reviewed it, but also uh, Mitch, the video vacuum, has done it. Nice. Uh, But also Entertainment Weekly reviewed it. Yeah, that's great. They must have loved it, right? You gave it an A. I've never. Is that what Owen Gleberman did? Yeah, it was, it was Michael Sauter who oh, okay. I think Michael so Sauter is the one who did a lot of. Oh, he did. So he did. He did a, a, a grouping of them. He did American Kickboxer two, mm-hmm. to be the best, live by the fist and Blood Ring, all in one wow. review. Hey, this guy's stealing our material here. That's yeah. those are the movies we talk about. Except he did it in 1993, so he did it. Okay. Right. <laughs> we did he still we stole it anyway. He still Retro stole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I like what Owen Kleberman says. So. <laughs> right. Not right. not a Judge Souter or what was the guy's yeah, name? Yeah. <laughs> So here's the here are the, the, the ratings he gave. He gave American Kickboxer a C. So our we're in trouble. Um, well, to be the best, good, he gave actually, a C. I thought he was give it an F. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, he gave Live by the Fist a C. To be the best a C, and then he gave Blood Ring an F. He gave Blood Ring in it. So but that's the best one. Uh, yeah, I to be honest, wow. like wow. yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's talking about like these people filling Van Damme's shoes and 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 things like that. And I, honestly, I think he, you know. We could say maybe he doesn't get it because, I mean, obviously, Live by the Fist, it, that's not just an A. That's like an A-plus, I think, um, for me. Well, that's, that's Diet Sandwich, right? Is that from Jerry Trimble? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Is Diet Sandwich? Okay. I believe it's Diet Sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> it might be wrong about that. It might be the other one, right? No, I think it might be because Live by the Fist, I think, is the, the George Takai one where he's in prison. Oh, and it's just like Stranglehold this... is Diet Sandwich. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Live by the Fist has this like rocking like electric guitar score that goes on. Yes. Where he's yeah, just like beating the crap out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Squeal. You know, exactly. Yeah. And he's just like kickboxing people uh, to death in, in, in like some prison. In, like, <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's how you all want to go. You've been kickboxed to death. <laughs> yeah. To the death. You know, to the John death. Barrett. I wish, yeah, I wish that, that's the sequel to American Kickboxer 1 and 2. Really. Let's not forget about that. Yes, that's a good the point. Ted Ted Lamat looks like Owen Wilson, I guess. Or? Right, yes. Yeah, that, I had to look at wow. it. It wasn't Owen Wilson because I was like completely just like um, – I thought for sure, yeah, it was like Ted LaPlatt. Or, yeah, I was like, he, he's so Owen Wilson-y, but um, no, he's he's not. He's Ted LaPlatt. Um, but it's like <laughs> this idea of like this guy being this like guy who digs dirt on kickboxers, um, like reporter <laughs> who's digging the dirt on kickboxers, um, you know, and like, oh, we got to get this, this smarmy guy out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the documentary they were making in Enter the Blood Ring. I think people were trying to find out about these kickboxing people. These underground like, who are these people? Yeah. I think there must be at least 50 of these underground fighting movies. I mean, there there might be even more than 50 mm-hmm. now. Since and from we've 19, seen, like, all of them, or most of them. Just right? about. I mean, I know you haven't seen the tap-out ones. Well, yeah, some of the tap-out ones. Yeah, Circle of Pain is the best one. Frank Murds, you know, kicks a guy in the face as his kickoff time. You know, it's like, that's really the best scene of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I think the, the, the one interesting thing about, like, that, that, that era of, like, the, the 80s into the 90s, especially in the early 90s, those underground fighting movies, is that they 
it's almost like the, the tap out ones, the, the ones that they made with the tap out ones, they try to like like mimic those old underground fighting ones, but it doesn't work because you're just like, well, you know, like like one, like the UFC was trying to be like this more, it's you know, it's like this more legitimate like understood like fight you know like this this sort of like mainstream fighting thing and so the idea of like all the fighters being pulled into these like underground fighting rings which is weird mm. um but also there was something about those 90s ones that was kind of silly but worked um you know the one i think of always is kickboxer five where it's like this guy is like creating his own kickboxing <laughs> yeah organization. And the guy looks like kills you it looks like ben franklin right no, no, that's that's Bloodsport Four. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Blood, Blood, yeah, Ben Franklin <laughs> is the underground, uh, the, the the dark Kumite in the prison, right. which is like one of the greatest things ever. Because as we said before, I think Ben Franklin did invent punch fighting. He invented enough stuff. Bifocals, punch fighting, electricity. But yeah, all all the stuff we need in today's society. We need our punch fighting. So thanks, Frank. Completely legal for him to like bring indentured servants over from England and made them fight. You know, it would have been like, like, hey, that's what you're doing. You know, this, this guy's taking, you know, loads of sugar off the boat. This guy's fighting, you know, and it's like, you know, like, that's it. You're you're into him for seven years. You know, you, you got to do what he tells you. And uh, yeah, you could see like Ben Franklin creating a, an underground fighting ring that, uh, you know, <laughs> Oh, we gotta love the realm of absurdity because we always cross it. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, no, no line of absurdity will, will be uncrossed by us. If we see it, we're just gonna walk just right gonna over. Cross it, it. we'll walk across it right off the cliff. That's what that's so, what people tune in for. They want to hear how crazy, how, how absurd can we get? Uh, and well, talking it's, about it's fun. Game. It's fun well, to just imagine. I, 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 I think that explains the popularity, if you want to use that term, of our no subject episodes because those and can I, get pretty absurd. And I think Officer President, we got something there, so we'll do more. We definitely have something. We definitely have something. I, I think yeah. that's. Really I can't good. wait to talk about that. We'll we'll definitely. Uh, that's gonna be really funny. Maybe it'll be like the number one thing we talk about in the episode. Yeah, but uh, I think one thing for people, just before we move on to our number yeah, ones, sure. if people read our reviews of some of these movies that came out in the in the eighties and nineties. Some of these ideas that we're coming up with are not so absurd in comparison to things that actually are made in some. Well, of these that's movies. true. That's a good point. Yeah, so I think that's something we always should keep in mind. Like some of the things that we're talking about, so it's almost like kind of based in like kind of building off of ideas that we've seen in some of these. So well, that's, that's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, pretty much any discussion based around cheaters is uh, <laughs> kind of falls yes. into that realm. You know, whoever would have thought there'd be a show like that in the first place. Yeah, and, and then you get Joey Greco as the host. It's like you can't you can't write some of these things. Like they oh, kind of write themselves. Absolutely. You got Gomez, you know. He's like, uh, we <laughs> right, sit, well, we, we're not going to go down the whole. Right, let's not go down again. the cheaters hole again. Well, we just say Gomez, Greco, love it. Yeah, okay. Number Moving one on. movie, yeah. Hologram Man. Would you? Would you? Hologram Man. Yeah. You totally gave away like before, but yeah, the yeah. Hologram Man is our number one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's probably one of the top three PM movies ever. <laughs> yeah, I has... think we had it. Do we both have it for number three? So I think we, yeah. I think we swapped the order that we had recoil and the sweeper. I oh think. yeah, and number. It's such a tough decision, but yeah, it has to be number three because recoil and well, the sweeper is my number one favorite. Yeah. Or last man standing. But last man standing was up. Uh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, that, that one was up there on yours as well. I think, and I think that one maybe didn't crack my top five. I can't remember, but it was there. It was close. I mean, I think it's like the best wincot. I guess you know, if we're yeah. going to do a wincot episode, um, that might be the best PM wincot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely fair to but say that. The hologram man. I mean, you you pop in your DVD or tape, and yep. you just like this is this is great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, it's very entertaining. It's like the PM Slash answer. Gallagher. 
Yeah, he well, yeah. Well, first off, let's get the basics out of the way. He's yeah. the main bad guy, and his name is Slash Gallagher. So, what's not? I, to love I wish I could call my. I, I would change my name now, but <laughs> Slash Gallagher, but it's too much work. You know, I have to go to the office. Got right. your birth certificate. Just like, <laughs> and, and then they have to accuse you of not being Slash Gallagher, and that's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, and, go to the uh, post office. I don't have that kind of. But you know, Slash Gallagher. But then again, if if you were if you did change your name to Slash Gallagher, then uh-huh. wouldn't you have to become like a bad guy? Because no, it could be that it could be the gentle giant Slash Gallagher. <laughs> oh as well, you that, well he already is. So, but this is probably this could be arguable, but this this has to be one of his best villain roles. Oh right? yeah. And, um, so yeah, he he definitely shines as Slash Gallagher. I mean, this yeah, is like his Joe spotlight. Lara's great. You know. And then I have that. I, I have the DVD signed by the special effects artist. You know, right. I right? think you mentioned that before. Cecilia yeah. Doran. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for remembering the name. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's, yeah. So that's and cool. She was but making he... fun of it. It's like, yeah. And so Joe Lara is kind of like, uh, kind of a goof. You know, <laughs> like, I had to ask her. I was like, she did not expect it. It was all about spookies. Yeah. Because you know, a movie I've never seen. And I've seen it. And I, I was not really a fan of it. But now you've um, seen spookies. No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it either. Yeah, yeah it's too. not. I I don't think it's any great yeah, shapes personally, know, but look, it's not. You know, I'm not exempt spookies. So because it's, like, um, it's it's not really what you might think it is. It's not like a Gremlins or a Ghoulies or a Critters. It's yeah. it's it's just like this special effects thing. kind. Of, yeah, it's I don't know. It's a um, movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, she said that Joe Lara was kind of silly. And, uh, yeah. Well, so, unfortunately, Joe Lara is not around anymore, right? right. He passed away, I think, in, in yeah. 2020. I think it was in Oh, it was only last year. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so. Or maybe I mean, it was he, last year. Maybe it was yeah, last year but, because it would have been when I did the review of, um, uh, I could check my archive and see when I, uh, check the um, the list of posts to see when, um, here we go. Uh, when did we, when did we review, um, it would have been when we reviewed uh, Cy- Cyborg Steel Warrior. That would have been. Oh, OK. I, I mean, because any discussion of meatheads probably should include Lyra, at least to yeah. some degree. So, uh, yeah, no, it was but, uh, June. It was June. Or I guess it, was, it must have been May. I did the review on June 5th, 2021. Okay. So it was it was May of last year that he passed away. So it, was, it wasn't that long ago. Um, but yeah, Hologram Man, you really just can't. People haven't seen that. Maybe it's on Tubi. I don't know. I just, I just, this one isn't. It's not. Unfortunately, oh, it's no. not. So American Kickboxer 2 is on Tubi, but Hologram oh, Man isn't. So, but I believe it is on YouTube. And it, it okay, is. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, this movie starts the way this. And, and, and actually, one of the other things, too, I, I should mention, it has a running time of about 100 minutes. Usually for me, 100 minutes is bad. This one actually, it works. I, I mean, it could have been shorter. I think it could have been 10 minutes shorter. But it's not like if you see 100 minutes, and you're like, I never do over 100. This might be one to make an exception for, I think. Or it, what, it is definitely what hollow is 100 minutes? Yes, yeah, so it says a hundred <laughs> uh, hour forty one minutes. So it's uh, yeah. I went by faster than that. Right, exactly. It it feels it 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 plays like a, a a ninety minute film. I think it's really that good. And I mean, it starts the way the film starts is like you're in this like, you know, nineteen nineties, but it's supposed to be the future L.A. You know, there's a shootout with like John Amos with a big gun and Joe Laura oh, yeah. shooting. And then I, I is it I can't remember if it's Laurie or somebody else in his gang who shows up in a car with like spiked. <laughs> movie start from pm whether it's this one or 
Um, we were talking about Skyscraper and we we're talking about T-Force. Sometimes the openings to these these movies are just it's almost bigger than like like when you're it, it's it's kind of like the James Bond thing, right? Where it's like he ends the the he starts the movie with the, the end of the last mission and or the end of a, of a previous mission. And it's this huge, big action thing. It's like PM does the same thing with their movies. And the really good ones have these really great things. And I think this one starts off this way. And then Laurie just goes. I mean, he just just goes for it. It's the baddie. He just really, really chews up the scenery. Yeah, in a great kind of way. And it's his um, would you say that what Killing Zone is to Malibu, Hologram Man is to Laurie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it's his moment in the sun, like it's his time to shine. So, um, and so what better way to do that is in this sort of techno thriller, which was pretty big at the time with movies like Virtuosity, right, Ty? Yes, I, and, yes, um, I can talk about Virtuosity all day. It'd be um, a four-hour podcast, how <laughs> awesome the movie is. So, you know, if Hollywood was doing stuff like Virtuosity and um, I don't know what else. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic? Johnny, yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, maybe to a certain extent, the Terminator movies. Terminator, like Terminator Time 2. Cop. Time Cop. So this is yeah. PM's kind of answer to that. So it's like an action movie with a bit of sci-fi, kind of like Dark Breed, but, um, you know, with that Jack Scalia. But this, you know, is their kind of answer to those kind of movies. And who better? to play Slash Gallagher than the great Evan Lurie. So, you know. I just remember when I first watched Hologram Man, it was like, can this be any better? I mean, it's just like... <laughs> well, that opening thing, you're always talking about the cars blowing up. Yeah, and... it was so many cars blew up. Well, I mean, it's just like Hard Justice, which I've talked about a million times. Like 45 cars blow up. It's like... I can't... I need to stop. You know, you stop making movies. This is it. It's like... I like that they steal the footage... Uh, Matt in um, Merchant of Death. You ever see that with Michael Paré? Oh, yes, yes. They just steal the footage of Hard Justice. And it's like they kind of cut to Michael Paré while there's Hard Justice footage. They try to match it. The big nice try. Yeah, and I think I mean I think that's one of the things I think sometimes with PM is that they would sometimes like you know okay we we flipped a car in this movie we'll flip we'll we'll, we'll use that footage to flip a car in another, but. You know, I think for these ones that are really good, like they put together some stuff in in these opening sequences. I mean, Recoil is another one we were talking about, like that we we you know we both had close to our number ones, or or um or or um uh, Sweeper, right? Because Sweeper, it's actually the the scene is Jeff Fahey in, in the big like action sequence that happens at the beginning. Um, yeah, it's it, it's the kind of thing that again, I, I don't think you see like when you watch modern DTV, they don't open a film the way that, that you know and i think part right. of it is they no, don't want to spend point. the money they don't want to risk the lives of the sun people which i guess is maybe commendable but it, they don't they don't get you pull you in the way i mean again we we're talking about this movie being over 100 minutes but because it pulls you in so well to start with you like you said Ty, you don't really feel like you're doing 100 minutes no not at all but i did you say what your number one was i forget so mine's hologram man as well yeah I've oh, got the same oh it is one, so, oh okay yeah yeah so i i think this, overlap yeah, I, I I think I think it's one of those things. Maybe it was kind of one of those things for both of us where we these this one and skyscraper for Malibu were yeah. were two that were really high on our PM list. Exactly. And yeah. So I think we probably knew going in that those might be. But but yeah, this one's a little different than than skyscraper because skyscraper it's like Malibu's more of like a traditional part that he usually plays where he's kind of not the biggest star, but he's he's really like building the foundation or you know, part of propping up the film and making it really good. Whereas this one here, Laurie, I mean, I think other than kick American kickboxer too, I can't think of another movie where he's like out in front. I mean, I guess T force, right. But he, you know, he's, he's the, he's the main baddie in T force, but not to the degree that he is here in hologram man. Yeah, that's a good point. Can't agree more on that one. 
So, so yeah, I that was good that we have um a lot of overlap in this one. And you said you had a uh uh extra one. <laughs> no, no, so my honorable mention, mention yeah, was, was Operation Cobra <laughs> slash um uh you know well, well so technically my honorable mention for for um for, for Malibu was T Force. That was kind of the Oh okay, that's interesting. So yeah. it all kind of comes together in a way. Yeah, yeah, we covered all the the classic ground uh, yeah. for these yeah. guys. And, yeah, um, and then yeah, Operation Cobra was my honorable mention for Lori, which you, you guys had on your list. So, uh, so we covered that one as well. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. So, any, any final thoughts on on either of these guys? Um, well, I think you can't really you gotta love them when you're on screen. So. Right, the nineties wouldn't be the same. Yeah, they put a, yeah, exactly. They put a smile yeah. on your face. Nineties wouldn't be the same. Yeah, uh, they're just all part of the colorful characters that were around at that time that make it so addictive to keep going back to these movies and talking about them. I mean, yeah. where would we be without them? You know, we need the Evan Lurries, the Malibus, the Joe Laras, the Richards. The, okay, we'll do the names <laughs> again. But um, yeah, no, but but what you're saying is true. I mean, it's that's what makes these things yeah. worth watching. We're these movies. we're just lucky too. I think. Yeah, because we have access to them now. Yeah, we have mostly know. access to just about any of these movies. Yes, it could be might not be on Tubi or YouTube, but they're around if you look. So, yeah, so it's definitely golden age as far as that. But there's always another one. Like it took us a long time to get to and you know to find Enter the Blood Ring, but we eventually yeah. did. So you know, just keep looking. Yeah, it took a couple then... of years, you know, but it was worth it. Well, eh, basically worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, that's all I got, Matt. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I think I'm kind of, you know, saying, just to kind of, you know, yeah, kind of um, piggyback on what you guys were saying. I think we, we, we're always kind of in this this mode where I don't want to say we're trashing modern DTV and saying, you know, mm. that the late 80s, early 90s was great. But it's just like there's something about that period that worked on so many levels. And this is just another element of how that worked that like there, there are no Evan Laurie Malibu types that are in these movies that that you know that like and 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 you could even put you could name a whole bunch of people that kind of you go go down the list from you know Lurie and, and Malibu I mean someone like a Mike Monty in mm -hmm. uh, Philippine action films right like you know there there's no Mike you know when mov movies are shot in Thailand today there's no Mike Monty that's like you know right, and there's no the, Nick no. Nicholson you know right, Nick yeah. Nicholson was you know definitely a character anything with an alliteration for a name and it's like <laughs> exactly, exactly. yeah Mike Monty Nick Nicholson yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, there's something about like Willie these, Williams. Right? Oh yeah, that's another one. <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> yeah. It's it, it's it's there's something about these these guys um, who even if they weren't the the main star like like Malibu and, and Evan Lurie that held up a film in a way that that then you know when you had the big stars. So it was obviously in Hologram Man. It was about Lurie, but yeah, when you think about Skyscraper, you know that that's a movie that really it really shouldn't be as great a movie as it is it, <laughs> that's true it really does kind no of defy the odds in yeah. that sense. <laughs> exactly that's no right to be i mean it should just exist for the, the the novelty of having anna nicole smith in it that's really all it should be and we as pm fans should just be thinking of it as a novelty the fact that it it, it makes top 10 lists in a lot of cases i think i think when bulletproof action did their top 10 pm it was on their their top 10 list as well it's it's kind of universally understood to be that great for pm and pm has so many great ones it's because of guys like Lori and malibu in you know the pm stable that that made their stuff as good you know in addition to the fact that they went you know balls to the wall with the action part of it that you know they had big names like daniels Lamas, you know uh don the dragon the fact that they even had these kinds of guys that just sort of added to the the flavor 
um, that made it work. It's just another reason why this period of time, this you know sort of late 80s into the early 90s, is is just this golden age that we we just may never see again. Right, right. Because oh, you're absolutely like, right. Because if you think about the closest person that we have today, it is not even close, which is like Dave Batista. Right. You know, he'd be like the closest we've got, but he just doesn't have the. What they, he, he, to me, he doesn't have it, you know, like Malibu and Evan Lurie have it. You, you, you want to see them, whereas Dave Batista's is kind of like a lead weight, you know, it's, yeah. it, it doesn't have that fun factor that Evan and Malibu had. They, so they, even they, the closest we've it. got these days is not even close. Can't, wow, that's perfectly said. Yeah, because you think about it, right, with how big the WWE is, which at that time was the WWF. Like, well, as I still call WWF. I don't yeah, call so the World Wide Fund. Too. Yeah, all right, that's perfect. Then, then we're all in agreement. <laughs> we can keep calling it WWF. It's like, you know. WWE, yeah, forget that. Yeah, it's it's like they should be able to just pull wrestlers out, and 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 some of them work as leads, right? Like you can get like you know like um um you know some of them them do well as the lead in a film sometimes. Like but John Cena or well, I mean Piper was the original, Piper, that's, that's original. and yeah, well, of course Hulk Hogan, but yeah, yeah Piper. Is but a now lead. the DTV they have the Miz and <laughs> yeah, the Miz and the uh, other people. These are truth. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> all those people. Yeah, and, and and they just don't seem to work the way that like a Malibu did, um, or the exactly. way that an Evan Lurie did. And I think it's it, it, who knows. I mean, we could come up with any kind of reasons why. But I mean, I mean, PM Entertainment movies were, were were pumped out pretty quickly. Yes, I don't think they had the same cynicism like you were saying, Brett. That they didn't have the cynicism that today's DTV tends to have, where it's just like slap some names on the cover, throw some pitched action scenes, throw some double crosses in, and put it out there. You know, yeah, that's all. That's all they had. Like extraction, had like a million double crosses. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, like, oh, uh, that's another newer. Uh, Bruce, not to go. Back I to wonder that. if DB Sweeney <laughs> might be evil. No, I wonder that. Yes. Maybe not. Yeah, if it's... you hire DB Sweeney, he's going to be hanging around a little bit longer, so it might be something going on. Well, yeah. Like, to, to what extent can they out it? things aren't what they seem? Us, right? Like, you know, like <laughs> right. Oh yeah. God. I mean, wait. So DB, what's the DB stand for? Is it Dave Batista Sweeney, or just like <laughs> yes? Okay, now we're getting into the realm of absurdity. Okay, again. we should probably let you go then. Well, let's, yeah, let's let's. Why don't we wrap it up and get some yeah. plugs? <laughs> on that note, yeah, yeah, yeah on that no, note. We'll, we'll we'll start working on the plugs. Okay, um, that's come up. Come up to views net the website, and we have the podcast. That's you are a frequent collaborator. Um, Tom Action Rocks on Instagram. Eh, that's basically uh, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, all the same places. The usuals. So yeah, just look up come up in reviews, and yeah, they'll find us wherever. That? Yeah, and I was gonna say because I think as we're recording this, your most recent episode was um the one with was it Rage and Raw Rage, oh, Raw Rage, Raw Rage, yes. Rage. which was yeah. a, it was a fantastic episode. But I think oh, thank by you. the time this comes out, you'll probably have another one dropping. Uh, yeah. February first, we will be dropping our latest episode. Which yes. um, well, should we say? Yeah, all right, because you're a freaking collaborator. It's called The Perfect Out, and it has all the movies that were perfect, and all the movies that the, the word out. <laughs> That's excellent. So yeah. that will be out. I think because this this that will be out February. <laughs> right. So we're um we're gonna be posting this podcast on I think the eighth of February. Okay. okay. Um, so that will be out before this, so okay. people can check that out or any of our past episodes, which are around on iTunes around and iTunes, other places, Spotify. And then you'll be back on for I think February or maybe Leo Fong. We'll figure that out. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, it's Robert Zadar. We're doing Robert Zadar. Because the darn list, yeah, yeah, and then I'm, I'm horrible, yeah, and then um, uh, on, on on Facebook there was a suggestion that we should do um, 
uh, Matthias Hughes for yeah. I told the, yes. Uh, I told the yes. brand totally yeah. on board for that. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a good idea, and that is yeah. something we should work on. Yeah, yeah. Hughes so are you or something like that? I don't know. Speaking <laughs> of the yeah. wacky titles now, but, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think um, I think yeah. So I think those episodes that you guys do, where you do like the two. Yeah, like, like we do the title, kind of the grouping oh, by title. Yeah, yeah the combo episode. Combo apps. We, we call them combo apps. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're always a lot of fun because it's oh, like, nice. you know, I think one, it's just, it's, it's kind of, you know, you, you get this, you know, this thing from that time period where it's like all these movies just had, you know, just like slap names together and call it good. Um, and, and it's interesting because nowadays, it, it again, it, like going back to that idea of the cynicism that like back, you know, I mean, it was probably just as cynical back then, you know, they were like, let's just call it raw something and put it on and look on the, on the, the, the tape shell. Somebody wants to see the word raw. They think it's going to be great, you know, or something like that or rage, you know, right. it's going to be great. But but there's something fun about it as well that like you're, you're you're into these kind of movies and you're just like yeah you know however many of them have raw in the title and you start talking about the different ones and the different things that happen in the movie and it's, it's I think it's always a lot of fun. Oh thanks, I appreciate that. Well we've got more to come. So yeah, so yeah. we'll be and we'll be back on your show. You'll be back on our show. It'll be a lot of fun. So, yes. The, yeah, the collaborations will continue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think you guys are, I, I don't think of it as like a, a guest on the show, but more like a collaboration. Yeah, well, yeah I know, think we said we that in an too. earlier yeah. episode. Yeah, it's more yeah, of a collaboration that. than than like just having a guest, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's more fun. Yeah, that, we worked like together way. quite a bit and we kind of developed a kind of a, yeah, I, I think these lists, I think people are enjoying these lists because I think it's, it gives them a kind of a, a good place to, like if they've never seen the movies, it gives them a place to start. If they, it's been a while since they've seen them, they go back and check them out. Like, oh yeah, I didn't, I don't remember that one being as good, but let me go check it out. Yeah, because that happens. You know, you go back and rewatch like an American Kickboxer 2 and you'll probably discover new funny things you didn't exactly. know before. Yeah. <laughs> Which is on Tubi, just to, to let people awesome. know. Awesome. That's yeah. great. That's a great way to end it. Watch it on Tubi and, uh, well, to quote Shakespeare, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> to be or not to be? Yes, yeah, for, yeah to be. And that's why that's how they called it. That it's based on Shakespeare. Well, I thought it was the Shakespeare TV. Channel at first when it, you know yeah. first came on the scene. But right. uh, um, yeah. so you know, maybe that would be a good place to wrap it up. I don't yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. no problem. Well, thank you guys again for You're coming welcome. on. Thank you everybody for listening. And um, yeah, we'll be back soon. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.